Hey guys, what up? It me. I'm back with a very chilling episode of My Best Vintage Life. I'm super excited for today's episode because it is about the underrated women of horror, sci-fi, and suspense, but I'm using horror as a blanket term. Um, but every person I've chosen has a vintage vibe or feel to them. So keep that in mind. There aren't going to be any modern people featured on today's podcast. But before we begin, I would just like to go through my usual opening spiel. First off, I hope that you're doing well, enjoying the glorious fall season. I'm sure no matter where you are at this point in time, it's cooled down. Uh, my obsession at the moment this week is actually the cooler weather because here in Fresno, it's finally in the 80s, which to some people probably sounds crazy for October, but after a summer of heat, it feels really good and it kind of feels nice to ease into the winter and not have such a steep drop off into colder temperatures. So that's my obsession at the moment, feeling comfortable wearing pants, <laughs> wearing a light jacket, wearing a sweatshirt. Those are all great things to me at the moment. As always, check out the website for merch. You can also listen to the podcast on uh, the website as well. So if you don't have access to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, for some reason, uh, one of those outlets isn't working, you can always listen to the podcast through my website. There is a kind of like a page um, listing. So there's a page about me, a page about what I'm selling, and also um, a page about the podcast itself. And that is where you, there's like a little player that you can listen to. So that's always an option for listening to the podcast. And also don't forget to check out Instagram or Facebook um, at my best vintage life podcast. Maybe some of you are on Instagram or you aren't on Facebook, vice versa. Uh, check us out there. Say hi. Send me a message. Tell me what you're loving. Tell me what you're not loving. I like to hear from you. I can usually tell when somebody starts following me from the podcast because a lot of times they'll follow both my personal and my um, business account. And I don't know. I love it. I love getting organic followers that are actually listening and interacting. So welcome. I hope you enjoy the content that I post on those social media sources. And lastly, don't forget, if you've been meaning to write a review of the podcast, now would be a great time to do it. Or at the very um, at the very least, you could leave me some stars for a rating. No matter what, I appreciate it. And I know your time is precious. So thank you for taking the time to make a difference in the podcast and the future of the podcast. So starting with today's topic, the horror babes. So I kind of chose people, like I said, from different genres. I did horror, suspense, and sci-fi. I think that while those genres are different in the realm of film, um, a lot of them do provoke fear, anxiety, you feeling scared. So forgive me if you're like super picky about film and you think, oh, that shouldn't be a part of this. I just want it to be fun. And I... I picked underrated people because I thought maybe there are movies, um, I should say films that I'm talking about that you haven't seen. And it'll give you something to to watch this Halloween season. Um, now, I didn't check if any of these were streaming. Actually, I know one of them is. Um, but like at the very least, I think to like rent a movie these days on like Amazon 
or if you have like a streaming, like your cable app at home, whatever, um, it's not super expensive to do. So I definitely recommend seeing all of these films. I have seen all of these films and yeah, I love them. And I wanted to talk about women that were strong and that had a really cool vintage vibe going on. Maybe not even necessarily just like their wardrobe, but the vibe of the movie in general, what other people are wearing, just kind of as a collective whole. But like I said, I don't think that these movies are super well known. So hopefully you learned something. So my first, um, well, actually, this is a pair of horror babes. I tried to pick one woman from each movie, but this one was hard because um, the title of the movie is actually Three Women. So I picked my two favorite from the movie, and that would be Sissy Spacek and Shelley Duvall. And the film was made in 1977. So I'm sure a lot of people, if they were going to pick a really true, well-known horror babe that had great style, they'd probably pick Shelley Duvall for her role in The Shining, and I totally agree. I mean, her wardrobe in that movie was super cool. However, Three Women, to me, I think the wardrobe in Three Women was definitely um, more powerful and more of a message provider than it was in The Shining, at least for Shelley Duvall's character. So basically, Three Women is set in the desert of California, which I don't think I realized the first time I saw it. I think I, I might have assumed that it was like New Mexico or Arizona or something, but it's actually in a small desert town in um, California. And it's, you know, like I said, it's technically not hard. It's more of a suspense film. It was actually directed by Robert Altman. If you're not familiar with his work, he's pretty well known in the film community. Um, if you've ever seen Gosford Park, he did that with Julian Fellows. Julian Fellows is actually the man behind Downton Abbey. And Gosford Park was kind of like, if you've seen it, it is almost similar to Downton Abbey, but it's more of a murder mystery type film. So I would definitely look into Robert Altman's work if you haven't already or if you're not familiar with him. Um, but <laughs> Three Women is, it's, I won't lie. So if you're not into movies that are kind of weird... <laughs> You might struggle with this one, but if you're a person who likes artsy, make-you-think type movies, then I think you should definitely see it. And my my mind went to, to these two characters right away when I was choosing who I wanted to cover for this episode. So I wanted to um, just kind of, because it's been a while since I've seen it, so I wanted to refresh my visual memory about what exactly they were wearing and... While I did that, I found um, an interview from, I don't know when it was from, but it was Kate and Laura Malevi of Rodarte. Um, and if you're not familiar with Rodarte, I'm sure most of you are. It is a, a very well-known fashion house that kind of came to being in the early 2000s. Um, Kate and Laura are actually originally from the Oakland, San Francisco Bay-ish area. I think they're from Aptos. Um so I really, I really like them. I love their style. I love the things that inspire them. And I found um, an actual interview video of them just talking about three women and the fashion and the colors in the movie. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm definitely making a good decision here. If they think this is something important to talk about, then it's probably 
something we should talk about. And the one thing that they really kind of said about the clothing, and I totally agree with them, is that the clothing in the movie itself is creepy. Um, And it kind of is like a really creepy movie. You just, you have to see it to understand. But I totally agree with them. It is kind of a creepy wardrobe. Um, And something that I, I took a lot of film classes in college. I was an Italian minor and a Spanish major, Spanish education major. So I had to take a lot of foreign film classes. And the one thing that uh, one of my professors taught me was that nothing in, in film is arbitrary. And definitely in Three Women, the color scheme is not arbitrary. Arbitrary, And um, the two that you see really the most are purple and yellow, which if you know anything about the color wheel, purple and yellow are complementary colors. Um, they were my college colors. We were the golden rams and we were purple and gold, close enough to yellow. Um, but you definitely see kind of an overwhelming presence of purple and yellow in the movie and those aren't exactly easy colors on the eye they stand out they don't blend especially yellow yellow can be really harsh on the eye although I love yellow yellow was actually my mom's favorite color I think it looks really beautiful on people although typically yellow is a color that most people are scared of wearing so Um, As you're watching the film, definitely look out for the purple and yellow. And, you know, the the outfits themselves, the silhouettes are really great. You have a lot of um, florals. It is the 70s, late 70s. You have a lot of really great floral prints, a lot of gingham, which I love gingham. Gingham's probably one of my favorite uh, fabric prints of all time. So you'll see lots of florals, lots of ginghams. Um, Shelley Duvall at one point in time has this amazing yellow halter neck maxi dress on which I adore and a lot of like little two-piece outfits um some are you know more modest than others some are showing like tummy some are you know a little bit more modest but um definitely if you love 70s fashion and like those two actresses uh, definitely see this movie and uh, all things aside from the wardrobe it is the, the the acting they do is tremendous uh, Shelley Duvall, I believe, won the um, the Golden Palm Award at the Cannes Film Festival for her appearance in this film. So that says a lot to me. And um, I know Sissy Spacek won, I think, like the New York um, Film Critic Award for her role. It definitely wasn't a mainstream film, although I think one of them, if not both of them, should have been... Um, nominated for Oscars, but they surprisingly weren't. So that's just my two cents on the three women. Definitely see that one, pay attention to the color, pay attention to the wardrobe. And I'll be posting some pictures um, on social media so that at least when you're listening to this, you do have some reference to go to and aren't totally in the dark as to, you know, what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, so that's it for the three women. My next choice is Jodie Foster in The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane. This is from 1976. So this is definitely another creepy movie. And this is very young Jodie Foster, like the same time she did um, Taxi Driver. 
So this isn't like Silence of the Lambs, Jodie Foster. This is little girl Jodie Foster. And the whole kind of like premise of the movie is this little girl lives down the lane in a house by herself, but she's 13. So all the people, I believe it's set in Maine in New England, so very quiet town, and everybody's kind of like a busybody and wants to know everyone's business. Everybody's just kind of curious, like, okay, how is this little girl living alone and you know, sustaining that life without any parents. So that's the mystery. I won't say any more there. Um, But I really love young Jodie Foster. I think that there's something, well, first off, her character in the movie is super powerful for being a young little girl. She's definitely um, a hellraiser. And her wardrobe is just perfect because I think, I believe she's turning 13 at the, the beginning of the film. And You know, you see a wardrobe that is a child's wardrobe, but you also see moments where she's dressing more like a woman. Um, And I don't think a 13-year-old by any means is truly a woman, but you see this kind of juxtaposition between the child in her and also the adult that's trying to form. So I think the wardrobe kind of perfectly shows that in detail. And some of the like key outfits and looks of hers that I really enjoy. There's this one um, scene where she has on, it's like a cream colored bohemian blouse, but it has like a hood in the back and really pretty like red, I think it's red, reddish pinkish embroidery on it. So it's almost kind of like a really um, true bohemian kind of like we call them drug rugs, like a Baja hoodie. Uh, it's really, really pretty, and to me, that kind of signals more of, like, a child. You know, she very much has, like, a tomboy vibe in certain scenes where she's in something like that in a pair of jeans, um, or you see her in a pair of jeans, and she has, like, a plaid button-up on, and she looks like she's just going to go, like, I don't know, ride her bike and go meet friends to to play a game somewhere, you know? I mean, Very, very childlike. But then you also have scenes where she's in like a satin nightgown that I don't think you'd see most 13-year-old girls wearing. And, you know, it's a very beautiful, I'm sure it's like silk, like an ivory silk, um, almost like kimono-esque nightgown. And to me, that just isn't something that most 13-year-olds wear. So I think they use the clothing in the movie pretty um, pretty well to kind of communicate where she's going as, as a character. So definitely a really great movie to see. Some other, um, I'm trying to think of the other actors. So Martin Sheen is in that, Charlie Sheen's dad. Um, and he's a total creep. I hate his character. And there's also like a young teenage boy that's kind of like her friend slash love interest. And he has pretty great style too. So once again, overall as a as a total film everybody in the movie has some really cool outfits and the house itself is has a pretty cool vintage vibe like I said it's you know 1970s Maine so almost kind of like a Stephen King creepy vibe Um, but Stephen King is not associated with the film in any way but I do think that that's something important to point out is that the film itself has a very strong overall vintage feel Okay, let me get a sip of tea. My throat's been super irritated. We've had some wildfires in California. I mean, there are still ones burning. It's hard to tell, like, this time of year. It's so, like, 
they just start randomly and sometimes there's ones burning like up in Yosemite which isn't that far from here I believe there's a really big one burning right now and it's kind of been affecting the air quality here so I might be taking a few hot tea breaks just for my throat so my next choice (laughs) it's not a super serious choice and you don't really see much of her wardrobe but I think it is so relevant to today and it's Heather from the Blair Witch Project which was filmed in 1999. So this year was actually uh, the 20th anniversary of the Blair Witch Project, which is crazy to believe. And the movie has a special place in my heart. Um, It's something I used to watch with my mom during like a very difficult time in our lives. And I won't won't go into why, but it was just um, very vivid in my mind watching it with her. And I know she was always kind of mortified because every other word they said was fuck. Like, I think one time we kept count how many times they said it. And, you know, she was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be allowing you to watch this. But we we really liked it. We thought it was funny, you know, at, at parts. And I think that was intentional. I don't know. Certain parts came across as funny. I mean, obviously, three people getting lost in the woods is not is not funny by any means. But um, we we enjoyed watching it together. So... Why I chose Heather, well, you know, there's very few people in the movie, first off, and there aren't any other women to, like, compete with her, but she's a typical, like, late 90s girl, you know? She has the beanie, she has the flannel, she has the vintage Levi's, she has the jeans. Um, It's very reminiscent to me of my brother's, like, age range. So he um, was graduating college that year, actually, and um basically the people in the movie were you know his age so i think there's something nostalgic for me to see the not only her but the guys in the movie dress the way that they're dressed because it just reminds me of you know my brother when he was a teenager slash going into like college life um but you know i just i love the outfits the very few pieces of her outfits that you do see i think it just has that 90s vibe that's so popular right now and so relevant so I chose her mostly for that reason, not because I thought anything was overly spectacular. Um, something that I really love is there's one scene, I believe there it's when they're in the hotel room and they're kind of like drinking, I think they're drinking out of like a flask, like whiskey or something. And she has in one of those stretchy headbands, which to me, like there's certain accessories that just go take me right back like tattoo necklaces are one of them like and people still wear those today and whenever I see one it just takes me back to like that time in my life when like the Blair Witch Project was popular but she has one of those stretchy headbands that you would like wrap around your neck hook and then it would comb through your hair and kind of like accordion out um and I know I had a few of them because I was in Catholic school at the time and we weren't really I mean we wore uniforms so like we had to use accessories to kind of stand out and I can remember I had so many different headbands and I definitely had quite a few of those so just you know watching clips of the movie just to refresh my mind I love seeing that that headband because I think anybody watching it who was you know my age when it came out would definitely be like oh yeah I remember those and not only that but somebody who was her age too I think a lot of girls and women wore them so just a fun little note on her accessories um but you know that that whole like campy outdoors vibe is is so popular today and you definitely still see people dress like her today like it's almost like no time has elapsed or like you blinked and it's back to that way so 
definitely think that while her character didn't have amazing style, she had very um, minimalistic style that is super relevant to today's trends. Okay, fifth choice. So honestly, the only choice I have from the 90s is uh, was Heather, and I don't have any 80s choices. This is like a strong 70s episode, my friends. Um, my my fourth choice is Britt Eklund from The Wicker Man. So I'm sure you've heard of The Wicker Man. However, I will strongly suggest do not see the episode with Nicolas Cage or the episode, the movie with Nicolas Cage. That one is awful. Make sure you see the one from 1973. Um, much, much better. It definitely has like a very strong pagan vibe to it, ritualistic, cult vibe. And um, I don't know. I really like those types of films. And it's, um, you know, it was filmed in the United Kingdom. I want to say it's either the Scottish, Scottish Islands. Um, but Brick, Britt Eklund, I think she's gorgeous. She was a Bond girl. So a lot of people know her for that. Uh, she's Swedish and just super, super pretty. But uh, I really love her character because there's... Um, there's a lot of like sexual tension behind her character and she definitely gives off a lot of sexual energy and she's very feminine. She has really great hair and she wears like these super cute little barrettes in her hair. But you'll see like her outfits throughout the film um, kind of evolve. Like she basically is like a hotel owner's daughter. So she's the barmaid. Um, so you'll see her in like little mini dresses or, you know, lots of cleavage, um, very feminine or like there's some scenes where she's a little bit more covered up, but she has on like these super cool seventies geometric blouses. But as time evolves in the movie, and I won't tell you exactly what happens in the movie, but, um, she changes more so from like modern in the sense of modern to 1973, to more of the pagan ritualistic clothing which is really beautiful and uh there's the thing that stands out most in my mind is this quilted dress that she wears so it's just like all these pieces of it almost like is reminiscent of like an Amish quilt you know you have like a white top with like all these pretty um I don't want to say like jewel tones but just a strong mix of patterns and and prints in the dress and I think that she looks, you know, stunning in everything that she wears. And to be noted that the entire film aesthetically is very, very vintage and has a really cool vibe. And lots of different characters have super cool um, wardrobe pieces. So, like I said, I chose these films not only for the strong female characters and what they're wearing, but also, you know because they have that overall gray aesthetic feeling. So definitely recommend you see The Wicker Man. <laughs> Let me take another tea sip here. Oh, goodness. Okay, so my last one, I actually just saw this film for the first time the other night, and... I won't lie, I had someone else chosen for my number five, but I changed my mind because I thought that this girl was probably slightly more underrated. And um, so my choice was uh, Brooke Adams from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Definitely more of a sci-fi film, I know. Um, and it was, let's see, filmed in 1978, so another 70s film. But 
definitely uh, she's one of the main characters her character's name is elizabeth and she's definitely kind of like a more um modern female for that time period and what's really cool is that it's filmed in san francisco so you know you see this strong independent woman in 1970s san francisco and i just i really love that about her plus she has amazing style i wouldn't have chose her if she didn't and the one thing that I really love about her, aside from the fact that she um, wears cool clothes, is that she really likes plants. And, you know, the whole plant thing right now is just, I feel like most people in their 20s and 30s are obsessed with plants, love plants, or they if they aren't, they know somebody who is. But she lives with her um, boyfriend in this, like, San Francisco brownstone. And it has kind of like a turret window and it's just filled with plants and it's so cool i mean it's something you'd see basically like on pinterest and you you know it wouldn't be out of place today so i just wanted to say that about her first is you know she really loves plants although that does end up getting her into trouble if you've seen the movie you know why um but probably one of my favorite things that she wears is like a pussy bow blouse and you don't really see a good pussy bow blouse these days um, the one person that I definitely do see wearing them a lot would be like Kate Middleton, as in the Duchess of Cambridge, Prince William's wife. Um, but I definitely think that was more of a retro thing. And I love I love the way they look on her. She has like such pretty um, 70s like feathered hair. So definitely love seeing like a good feminine blouse on somebody. And there's also like a super iconic scene where she's in this like super long satin um, maxi length nightgown and it's blue and it has a ruffle sleeve it's just so over the top compared to like what most people are wearing to sleep at night these days I mean it's so hot here I'm usually in like a t-shirt so to see somebody in something so ornate at nighttime and in such different like cool scenes that um, basically the scenes that they film with her in in the nightgown are really kind of like complete opposite of what you would think a peaceful night's rest is so very cool to see that and you know just overall amazing 70s style once again the rest of the cast um looks really cool too so there's donald sutherland's in the movie leonard nimoy jeff goldblum and then uh, i can't remember her name but she's the little girl from the birds so she's in it as well and her style is cool but she's a little bit more um bohemian and i do like that about her as well so like i said just super cool to see vintage san francisco um i really like to see images of california as it was in different eras oops sorry i dropped my pen um just because i I haven't lived here my whole life and even if i had i wouldn't have seen it in the 70s so definitely appreciate um the other vintage elements of these films as well so those are my um, five underrated vintage horror babes. Um, there were some other people that I, I was thinking of. So maybe if you have any honorable mentions, I'd be happy to share those on social media. Um, or maybe I can share mine. I'm not going to say them right now. I'll leave something for a surprise. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So definitely try and see some of those films. And if you do, let me know what you think. Like... Did you think that the style was great? You know, would you recommend the films to somebody else? Did you think they were weird? Did you think that 
you know, did you like them, I guess. Just, you know, all the questions I have because I really do feel like most of the people listening have not seen all five of those films and that was my intention was to give you some new stuff to watch instead of, you know, like binging The Office for like the fifth time. So anyways, that's all I really have for this week. In the meantime, if you have any questions, let me know. Keep an eye on social media for some imagery from the films and please stay safe and don't be basic. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) 